SAFM Sports Special with John Kherika, your sporting information centre. Time now for our regular cycling feature here on SAFM Sports Special. Chat all things cycling with Cycling South Africa's PR and Communications Manager, Maylene Painter. Maylene, good chatting to you. Just having a look on Facebook now, and I see that Ashley Mulman Passio posted pictures. She's been training in Brazil. We've got a couple of women's slots available. Great, yes. Um, John, that's the great news for this week. As earlier in the week, uh, the UCI released the athletes' quota. Uh, for the Rio Olympics, so the South African uh, team has qualified two slots for the women's road race, so we're excited about that. Are we going to just assume that Ashley's in, seeing as she's there and training and going around the course? Yes, it would be an, an assumption, <laughs> um, but uh, obviously we're, we're not at uh, liberty or not allowed to say, um, and it has to be an announcement that comes from Sascock. Um, so, yeah, we, we unfortunately have to, from our side, we have to wait as well until the 14th of July when they announce the final team for the Olympics. I hope she doesn't get into trouble for posting these pictures, but it's, it, mm-hmm. there's some great pictures uh, with uh, Christ the Redeemer in the background, the beach in the background. This Olympic Games is going to be pretty, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be really pretty. Um, Brazil is a, is a beautiful uh a beautiful country, Rio is a beautiful place, and uh, I think all the, the areas have got a lot of famous uh, sites and landscapes to see, so um, yeah, it's going to be really pretty, and I just hope uh, it all works out for, for the country as well, just before um, the event kicks off. A Dauphiné has begun, Alberto Contador flying up the mountain today. I tweeted this morning, a little bit disappointed, no South Africans in Team Dimension data, but uh, Louis Mank- uh, is it Louis Mankis? Yeah, he's got a number one yep. on his back. It looks like he's the team leader there. Yeah, I actually haven't noticed that. I, I haven't been watching the Criterium uh, de Dauphiné today. Um, I've had my eyes fixed on the, on the downhill race, the uh, World Cup, which we'll come back to in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, that's great to hear that, that he, he must be the team leader if he's carrying number one. Um, and, yeah, they did a four-kilometer uphill time trial today, and uh, Louis is currently 22nd and Daryl 27th. So they're five places sure. apart and literally four seconds apart in time. And their time is 12 and a half minutes off Contador's time. So, again, early days. It's, it's about an eight-day uh, stage race. But, um, yeah, they, they're in it, and it's, it's good to have representation for the country again. Just give us the time again. How far are they off? Twelve and a half minutes. Can't be, because he only took 11 minutes to go up. He only took? Eleven and a half minutes to ride up there, Consador, didn't he? Uh, okay, I don't know. I just looked at the results, okay, and I well, saw 12, uh, 12 uh, minutes 30, yeah. Uh, uh, that's yeah. So it took me 11 minutes 36 to go up. Let, let's let's confirm that it can't be. Let's, sure. let's type in RSA. Louis Mankis is 54 seconds off the pace, which is good news. And uh, uh, Damien Horson's riding for Arika Greenedge. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Damien no. Horson. There we go. One minute 50 off the pace. Uh, Louis Mankis. Louis Mankis 30 seconds off. He's in the he's in the in the youth classification, which is great news. And, yeah, okay. and Damien Horson is riding for Arika Green Edge, according to the official website. 1 minute 50. Brilliant. Off the pace. So okay. Yeah, Excellent. So Thanks, John. It's, uh, yeah, I'm as confused as you are. Don't worry, because I also saw <laughs> Daryl MP was riding, which it doesn't look like he is, which I find interesting. Uh, but yep, yeah. he's, he's listed there, so maybe they've just changed numbers or something. That's fascinating. Okay, great. We'll, so we'll keep out. an eye on those results. Yes. I picked it up off the Criterium de Dauphiné website, so 
uh, about an hour ago. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll go back and have a look at that. I have to get updates on that. But Louis Mank is now 201 for Lampre Merida, uh, Merida. So hopefully he's going to be doing well there. Well done to him. Uh, we, we, we spoke to Zanelia earlier on. She's off to that World Cycling Centre training. That's some fantastic news, not just for Zanelia, but for women cycling in South Africa. Definitely, um, and also not just for women cycling in South Africa, but for women cycling on the continent mm-hmm. as well. So it's, a, it's an African team that they've put together uh, with JP Fonseil driving that as well, and he's been a, a huge driving force in, in South Africa at the um, Potterstrom-based UCI World Cycling Centre, and uh, to come together with a, an African women's team that will now be training in, in Eagle in Switzerland. Um, and that's from the 9th of June to the 1st of August. But during that time, she'll gain some really valuable experience and do a couple of uh, road races out of, uh, over there. So from between the 12th of June and the 31st of July, she's uh, earmarked for five road races, which is really, really great to see, and it will give her a wealth of experience. Oh, she's going to be tired after that. Up in the mountains, they don't, they don't make it mm. easy in Europe, do they? No, they don't, but it's, uh, it's just what they need, and uh, it's great training. We can see what it's, uh, what it's done for Ashley and all the mm. other women that have gone and, and put in a couple of months in Europe. So it's, it's great strength building for them and great experience to race in bunches and, and tight competition like that. Moving on to paracycling now, the evergreen Ernst van Dijk. What's he been nominated for now? He's just been nominated um, by the Olympic, uh, the International Paralympic Committee for the Athletes' Council. Um, so they will take their, their final elections during the actual Paralympic Games in Rio this year. And what that does, if, if he was to be uh, elected for the council, um, he, would, he is one of 22 people that has been nominated, but only six will be elected to sit on the council. And uh, that gives the, the Paralympic athletes a voice. Um, so he represents uh, the athletes, uh, you know, on their behalf. And uh, it's a fantastic uh, position and the first time that a South African has been nominated. So well done to, to Ernst. Indeed he is, and uh, I mean, he, he's, he's one of the great Paralympians of the world, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he is, and, and in so many aspects. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's a great leader, he's a great mentor, um, he gives back so much into the sport as well, to newcomers, he's always there to help. Uh, he's a wonderful motivational speaker as well, and of course uh, excels at the top of his game in two sporting codes, which is athletics and cycling. So he really is a fantastic role model. Um, and yeah, wonderful for, for South Africa, great ambassador for South African sport and cycling. All right, I was watching some of this BMXing in uh, Colombia. It was on the telly the other day. It's, it, those guys are insane. It, it's just <laughs> it, elbowed knee to knee racing. They fly through the air, and there's nothing you can do. When you're at the top and your bike disappears, they land on your face. Exactly, and they come down hard. I mean, there were some really, really hard crashes. Um, and, and the difference with that is the that track is called the Supercross track, and that start hill is eight meters high. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been on the top of a start hill once before to to watch the riders going down, and I'm not one for heights, so eight meters was <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> but can you imagine going full tilt when that gate drops? You actually pedal as fast as you can down an eight meter drop. So they really are a, an insane bunch of guys. Um, but Carl Dodd did really well there um, by his standards. And uh, he missed the quarterfinal by just one place. Uh, so he made it to the, the eighth final. And uh, unfortunately, he finished fifth. 
um, where the top four go through. So um, we're sorry that Carl didn't get to go through, but for him, it's his highest finish ever at a, at a World Championship event. So it's, uh, it's putting him in good speed for future races. Okay, now you say you've been watching Greg Minner on the downhill in Scotland. Oh, yo, John, that was so nail-biting and so exciting. Greg had a, he didn't have a, a good run yesterday in the qualifying session. It was a mechanical, which I believe was a flat tyre, which ruled him out of uh, completing his run. Uh, because uh, he's what they call a protected rider, he's one of the top riders, he, he goes through to the final, but he had a bad start. So in downhill, the fastest qualifier starts last. So Greg started around 17th place. So he had about 17 really good riders to still go after him. So through 17 downhill runs, we were sitting there biting our nails, watching the finish. And he went and he did it again. So he's now scored a record 19th World Cup win in mm. his career. Sure. And it's his 68th downhill World Cup podium. So hats off to Greg. He's an absolute master. It was a master class for him today as well. He just he laid it all out there and it looked effortless. And he, he did enough to, to win. He rode smart and, and he's won the race. So we, we're very, very proud of Greg and, and congrats to him. Yeah, when you watch that downhill, and I used to joke about it, downhill to me is like he who holds on the hardest is the one who wins. But I've, I've, yeah. watched, I've watched downhill from a, a perspective. They put a GoPro in a helmet. And you, you start hearing the rider breathing as it goes, as they go down. You know, normally yeah. you can't hear it because of the wind, but it's, it was in such a place that you could hear the rider getting, the breathing was getting heavier and heavier and heavier as they go down that hill. It's, it's not just holding on. It's a really tough thing to do that. It's, it's really tough. And, uh, I think the adrenaline pumps so much that their mouths are so dry by the end of that run. So you can't drink or anything. <laughs> it sounds like it's two minutes or maybe three or four minute runs, but, mm. It's, it's four minutes of laying everything you have on the line, and uh, it, it really is uh, fantastic to watch. And uh, if, if, I get, if you ever get a chance to watch the, um, the, the chap that does the commentary, he actually write, pre-rides the route, and uh, you can listen to his uh, shrieks when he, <laughs> he goes down the course. It's quite entertaining. To, <laughs> he, he almost tries to give a verbal commentary going down the course, and it's, it's really entertaining to listen to. And to wrap it up, uh, if you want to get involved behind the scenes in cycling, you guys have got a course coming up. Yeah, we're, our technical commission uh, heads up a couple of courses, and that's for various disciplines as well because they have slightly different needs. And we've got a commissaire's course, a timekeeping and judging course, and a team manager's course coming up. And that's for Cape Town, and the dates are from the 22nd to the 26th of July. And uh, please visit the website www.cyclingsa.com where you'll find the information of what criteria you might need for, for some of those courses. But yeah, we're always looking for people that, that do serve those behind the scenes roles and they're just as important uh, for the, the smooth running of our sport. So we always encourage uh, newcomers to come on board and, and assist with those type mm-hmm. of functions. And your safety tip of the week, please? The safety tip is for um, road cyclists who might be on the more experienced side and are likely to take this risk but it's just, a, it's just a warning. Don't follow vehicles or trucks or buses too close. Mm. Um, and that's particularly on a downhill as if you're trying to do a, a slipstream effect. It's extremely dangerous. And um, I'm speaking out of experience. Yeah, me too. By having a, <laughs> a cyclist on my tail without realizing it, um, looking for a place uh, coming out of Chapman's Peak, looking for a place to pull over a couple of years ago um, towards, uh, you know, towards one of the, the cycling areas. 
And uh, unbeknownst to me, I had a cyclist right on my bumper mm. that I actually, I didn't pull over because I thought this is not going to end well. Yeah. And uh, just appealing to the guys and girls out there, if, if you do think you're brave and you're fast, you are faster than the car in some sections of road. So just take it easy though and back off of it. Yeah, I've nearly hit the back of a truck that stopped too quickly like that as well. Uh, I just have yeah. to mention as well, that I was riding this morning, and it's it's something we've spoken about, two things we've spoken about already on the program. Lights at night, there were a whole bunch of cyclists that had like two lights, so you couldn't see how many there were. And oh, I, I realized it was really early in the morning, five o'clock, but it was five o'clock this morning, and people on the roads already, and they were just skipping through red lights. And I won't mention the team, no. uh, which club they are, but it was a club, and I'm going to address it with them as well. So two simple things. Follow the rules yeah. of the road and have lights. It's simple, simple. No, absolutely. And, uh, and set an example as well. You know, there's lots of cyclists that are drivers too, and they're keeping an eye on that behavior. So set the example yeah. to the youngsters out there as well. Maylee Pater, thank you very much. You want to find yeah. out more about what Cycling South Africa are up to, go to their website, www.cyclingsa.com. SAFM Sports Special with John Sherica, covering every win, every loss, every draw. Stephen Kirk is in the studio. Are you going to be talking to us in a little bit? Yeah, okay. About? About si- sailing. Sailing. Yeah. I was, I, actually, I had an incident with cyclists this morning, actually. Yeah, well. I'm a cyclist as well. It's me as well. I used to be. Not as much as you, because you're thin. Well, yeah, you could possibly shush, do with a bit shush. more cycling. All right, what was your I'm incident? glad to hear. No, we're talking about sailing. We're, we're speaking to... No, what was your cycling incident? Oh, just uh, some guys taking up a bit too much road, you know. It's probably the same guys. Uh, the, the, were you, which road were you on? No, 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 this was later. This was on my way back from work. Uh, it's probably the same guys coming back. <laughs> it, it could well be. They'd managed to survive. Yeah, you see, I mean, you're a cyclist. You're riding a bunch, or you're, you're a bit of an off-roader. No, I, no I'm, a, I'm a loner. Yeah, you see, your off-road is, you see, there's, there's, a, there's a debate, and I think we've got a little bit of time to chat about this, and I think it's important. Um, somebody did a survey... Um, the, you know those English roads, right? Yes. Where it's quite narrow. And the, it's very narrow. Very, very narrow, yeah. I mean, so if you're South driving one of those big uh, Jeeps, you're kind of That's touching both sides <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, you know, we're very lucky in South Africa. We've got wide roads, especially in Johannesburg. Cape Town, not so much. But in Joburg, we've got these lovely wide roads. And somebody did research. If you we're take, broad-minded, too. Yeah. If you take six or seven... Cape Townians are very broad-minded. <laughs> um, if you take six or seven cyclists, you put them in a long straight line behind each other, yes. it's going to take you so long to get past them. Yeah. But if you ride two abreast, you take up half a lane, maybe the whole lane, and, so, and yeah. suddenly you're at half the length. So overtaking is much quicker. It's like overtaking a small car as opposed to overtaking a pentatonic track. if you overtake a bit too quick, you're only down to one line of cyclists again. Yeah, you should, no, you see, I don't even joke about riding over cyclists. No, but that's the problem. No, but don't. Go around. Wait. It's not that difficult. But I, that's what I find with people. They, they, they come very close to yeah. you. Because That's they the have problem. to get past. It's very, very yeah, important Yeah, they have people. to get past. And, I mean, unfortunately, when you're a cyclist, and I'm a motorcyclist too, mm. you're very vulnerable. You are. I, mean, I kind of fear for my life. That's the problem. And it's a simple equation. A bicycle versus a car, the cyclist will always lose. Just period. Inevitably. Yeah. Inevitably. You're going to be talking cycling in a little bit. Between now and then, let's take a quick break, and we're going to chat about rugby. <laughs> 